Hello, welcome to another episode of the Wills of Grace. Wills of Grace, sorry, podcast. Should I start over? <laughs> or just go for it? Just go with it. Okay. Apparently, she doesn't know who we are, what we're doing today. I'm Ashley. Did I'm, I say that? No, you didn't say that. Say it again. No, you just say something. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nora. And we're one wheel short today. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be without the one wheel. I'm not quite sure. We might be, I don't know, that might be a rough road. We're already starting off really bad and people have already stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so to tomorrow dad has a health fair to attend to. He was invited to mm-hmm. for the next two days and so he's preparing for that. So we let him off the hook today. Yeah, and then next week he's actually going to be speaking at one of the high schools too. So he's busy. Oh, is it next week? Yeah, it is next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our podcast about motivational speaking worked? <laughs> I guess so because he's busy. <laughs> um, he asked what we were going to talk about and we said him which he believed us <laughs> that we were just going to talk about him. He was totally okay with it too. He's like, he said, cool. "Oh, you don't need me. You're going to talk about me. Okay, okay bye. See you later." So I that means to. we should talk about him, shouldn't <laughs> just we? Just a little bit. We'll just talk about him a little bit, should but we, not too much. Should we talk about how his wheelchair broke? Okay. So yeah. So, yeah. It made for a grumpy, a grumpy day for him because. So we had left early in the morning and all of a sudden he's like, Nora, something's wrong. Like I felt something's wrong with my chair. And he's like, oh my goodness, my chair is going to break. Like I need to get back into the car. And so he did. And then so we get home and so we're getting ready for work. It's early in the morning. And he's like, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. Like I think the chair is going to break. And he needed this specific piece. Okay, mind you, this piece has been in this house for months and months and months and months. It's been in a drawer. Well, we decided to clean that drawer out, and we moved it, and so we don't know where it is. It's not in that corner? No, I looked everywhere, like literally, the basement, the closets, the shop, like our shed outside, under the bed, every possible corner, couldn't find the piece, and it's a pretty pricey piece. So long story short is he tried to get to work, and he came home midday and said, this is going to break, like I'm not going to make it, and he actually said, I don't know if I'm going to make this teen health fair. For the next couple of days, because my chair's going to break, Nora, I'm going to have to cancel. So I'm like, no, 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 we're not canceling. So I started digging around, and I found an old piece. So he took his chair apart. So as of right now, he is temporarily fixed, and a piece is going to be shipped tomorrow, a new one. But he's good for now. <laughs> but it made for a grumpy guy, because he said it's a horrible feeling when you don't know when your chair is going to give way and it's pretty dangerous if his wheel completely falls off so anyways scary time (laughs) it is a scary time and you could just see the look on his face so actually yesterday he said you saved me i'm so glad you found that old piece so what you're saying is you need to be organized because that's a lot of places for wheelchair parts to be that's true and it's not all me because like right now as you can tell as we're sitting in this room there literally is a corner of just random wheelchair pieces and (laughs) that's true (laughs) so that leads me to i have i have this dream that one day we can have a real podcasting studio where we're not in the bedroom looking at dad's wheelchair pieces with, yeah <laughs> so the, it's just a bedroom but yeah. there's stuff everywhere there is 
And Ashley said to motivate her dad, she's like, you know what, dad, like we have this huge shop. Once we get this set up to be our studio, I'll actually have a corner for you where you can keep all your wheelchair parts. Yeah, I know. But you just told me that I wasn't allowed to buy new microphones. You said that the micro. <laughs> That's true. I you said that. the microphone we have works just well. And it, it doesn't. I can hear it. People have such amazing sound okay, quality well, in podcasts. Time. One, one step at a time, okay? I know, but it just, <laughs> you know, we just need... I know how Ashley is. It'll, don't worry, a new, a new mic and... is probably on its way already. No, I'm not allowed to buy new equipment. <laughs> but if we do finally set up our studio place, then we could have video podcasting. No, I don't want that. Why? The, well, because currently you guys don't have to see my face, and I'm totally okay with that because you should see what I have on right now. I'm just lovely. I'm already in my pajamas. Okay, that's fine. Then then you can just, like, you know, from the chest up, be filmed <laughs> be from filmed the chest in. up. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later. But right now, usually the time frame of the day, it's after we've worked and have done chores and we're just, yeah, we look lovely. I don't know if I want my face on camera. Okay, but I want a microphone so we could sound better. How okay, about that? All right. That's, okay, okay, that's, okay a, that's a deal. Okay. That's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> It was really hard for me to not to buy a microphone. I don't know. This is I think this is our 10th episode or our 9th episode. I can't remember. But it was hard not to do it 9 weeks ago. <laughs> I know. I'm sure. And then especially when you listen back, Ashley is pretty particular about Very things. particular and <laughs> There's so many things our podcast needs, like music. People have cute little music. We don't have that. Oh, my God. You guys should give us suggestions of, like, a little, what is it? What is it called? Like, a little a jingle. jingle. I know. <laughs> and we won't let I Sergio wish... in on that, because if we let him on that, who I, knows what that would be. I wish be. I had musically inclined friends that I could just hit up to make me, make us a jingle. Hey, you never know. Maybe. You don't know, maybe. maybe. Okay, okay, anyways, we've just been rambling. Yeah, yeah, so we're supposed to continue Dad. our story. Dad's going to be so He's upset gonna with listen. I shouldn't have never let you girls be alone. <laughs> okay, so okay. we were telling our story. If you're just now starting to listen, um, we've just told a couple of stories. Starting from the beginning, we're writing a book. The same thing we're saying is basically what the book is about, and mm-hmm. last we left off with Nora, what what had, oh, you were pregnant, right? Mm-hmm, I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. Well, the last time we left off with me, last week we talked about Sergio, and yeah. so now we're back to kind of where I am at that time frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember where we were other than you were 14 and pregnant. Mm-hmm, and I just talked about just the my family the struggles and and finding out and just the struggles for my mom and the struggles for my dad and for my family as a whole and and shared that my um you know my parents were were divorced and and my mom was you know newly divorced and my dad was you know really active on the weekends with us and then um my mom was you know cared for my brother and I for most of the time and so here I am pregnant and added a little um you know, just more, more to my mom's plate. And so that's kind of where we were. And I just shared about my dad really struggling and depression and that sort of thing, um, that his baby was pregnant. Okay. So let's, let's go on from there. Um, so I guess you can talk about what it was like being a teen mom. (laughs) 
So, you know, I, like I shared before, I was in the seventh grade going into the eighth grade of summertime. And so Ashley was due, Ashley, this is Ashley. <laughs> That's me. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, due end of um, July. So I did have where the school would allow me to stay home with her just a little bit before I was to continue my education. And so. <clears throat> and so just so that they remember after you gave birth, you're getting ready to go to the eighth grade. Yes, exactly. So I'm getting ready to go to the eighth grade. I'm not even in high school yet. Um, which is crazy for me to say that sometimes, especially when I, you know, have friends with eighth graders or, or just kind of, you know, meet somebody, you know, I work at a dental office and, you know, several kids in and out and think, wow, I was so, I was a baby. And, um, so summertime was, was there and, and I was really excited for a break because school was a little rough being that pregnant, heat coming in and being in a, uh, school just filled with other peers and some um, supportive ones and some so ni- not nice ones and, and even teachers that would snub you. I mean, and it's, it's just, it is what it is. Um, some teachers weren't as kind to me as, as others were, kind of that, you know, dumb pregnant girl, like what in the world is she going to do with herself? And so that was really hard. And so it was a relief to be able to just be home and, and prepare to, to have Ashley. So summer, um, right before school ended, I had a baby shower and invited you know, closest friends and, and teachers that were there for me and supported me through that process. And that, that was a good experience. And so then it came time to have my baby. That was um, scary because I didn't know what to expect. And so, so many horror stories. My mom kind of prepared me. I was just going to hurt, you know, and so I was prepared for it's going to hurt. Well, those of you who have had babies know that you can't really, really tell somebody what that feeling is. It's just not something. Yeah, Yeah, you can't even describe one's one's labor, you know, starts. It's just, just, and so... I just remember when But it is true when they say, when you know, you know. When no, it's time, you know. You know. And that's exactly <laughs> so true because, and that's what, you know, doctors say, oh, you'll know. And, and so I never experienced, like, false labor. I mean, I knew the moment I felt that first contraction, I'm, like, oh, I'm having a baby today. And, and sure enough, and I was just really a lucky girl really because from start to finish Ashley was in my arms within you know five hours and you don't hear of that especially young moms they say you don't hear of that and they say usually not the first um your first pregnancy and so just yeah when that pain hit me it was unbelievable I didn't even like wow and yeah, I was scared. And for some reason, I thought that if I left the hospital, that it would stop. Like the contractions would just stop because my mom always jokes about me telling her that I just wanted to go home. And she said, honey, it doesn't matter if we go home, the baby's still coming. <laughs> and so, yeah, they made me walk a lot. I wasn't dilated. I My water didn't break, like none of those things. It was just intense, t- two minutes apart, bam. And so, yeah, it was just crazy. And my mom was there in the um, labor and delivery room. I had actually in a military hospital. And, of course, this was some years back, and so it was a little bit different. It's not like you see now where a lady goes in and you have the baby. You do everything in the same room, you know, unless you end up having a a C-section. Then you have to go into the OR. But 
they move you like you go into one room and then it's a labor room and then it's a delivery room and then they take you to your own room and so it's a lot of moving so I almost had Ashley in the hallway because they were transporting me from one room to the other and they were begging me not to push but I felt an urge to push so by the time I got into the delivery room it was literally two pushes and I just hear this the, and it's not was wasn't really a cry just a little noise and then it was oh that's my baby <laughs> and so the doctor said I always for some reason thought I was having a little boy and so when the doctor said I was having I had a little girl it was like what and then I finally opened my eyes and she says you have a beautiful baby girl and put this just beautiful um I can't even describe she had just this dark dark hair and of course you know babies have that gray color when they're first born and they just put her on my chest and I remember her looking at me with one eye one of her eyes just had so much stuff all over her that it was kind of sealed a little bit and she just peeked at me and I thought oh that's my girl like that's my baby like I can't believe she's here and so yeah that experience you know at that point yeah you're young I don't I don't remember really being fearful except for when it came time to bathing her was my biggest fear and because I was young they kept me in the hospital for four days. Bathing a newborn is scary no matter how old you are. Really? Because I was petrified. Like, I was so afraid I be, it's going to hurt her. I became a mom at 28, and remember, I, I had you bathe my baby <laughs> I because so. I was so afraid of I hurting her. They're so slippery. Yeah. yeah, babies are so, so I don't slippery. Know that, that, I think that's a universal okay, feeling. Well, okay, that makes me feel Which, better. Hold on. She's a year old, and it's so much worse <laughs> bathing one-year-old than it is a newborn. Yeah. She's a little wild thing now. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just was so fearful I was going to hurt her. I was like, how do you do this and keep water out of her face? And will she stop breathing if I get too much water in her face? You know, all these things. And I, you know, I was there for four days. I had a lot of time to really just reflect because it wasn't, I, I remember having times when it was just me and her quite a bit in the hospital which I think was good for me because I had that opportunity to just be with my newborn and to just kind of reflect on on life. But it was still, like, unbelievable to look at her and think, wow, like, I gave birth to this little human that now I'm responsible for and that is going to look for me for, you know, her every need. And... And so, yeah, four days there and then home with this tiny little baby to prepare to to care for her. And, and yeah, our whole lives were changed. But I tell you, my family really um, stepped up. Yeah, my dad, my mom, my siblings, and just, you know, people that knew and were close and, and loved my family and loved myself and loved Ashley. And so we were we were pretty lucky in that that we had that that support and my mom totally just was um very proud that you know she was a grandma no matter what the age thing just kind of went out the window it was just you know she's here and we love her and and we're gonna care for her and so so what was it like when you went back to school so that was hard because so for one thing is I come from a um, hardworking family, and so everybody, you know, had jobs, and so to find 
um, childcare was was my biggest struggle. Um, one thing is that um, at that point, <clears throat> Ashley's dad and I were kind of up and down and around in circles. Like we we weren't quite sure if our relationship was going to be a relationship, and so he was not employed. And so for a little while, he said, well, when you, you know, go to school and kind of transition, then I will, I will keep her. And so we tried that for a little bit. Um, it didn't, it didn't work out as well as I would have hoped it would have, but it just didn't. And so then we had a neighbor that, that helped. And it was just until after school. And then it just got to the point where it was just hard on me to, to go to school and to, you know, to come home to a little, you know, a little baby. And honestly, it was hard to actually go back to school. I really struggled with that. Just leaving, leaving my baby was really hard. Um, you just kind of watch the clock and, and, and count down the time until, you know, it was time to be home. And, and that's exactly what I did. And then as she got older and as thing, you know, I ended up actually going to night school once I got to high school and, and kind of had to had to do that for a little bit and then ended up crazy but going to day and night school for a while um, to catch up and, and get my diploma in time with my class because that was my my goal is I wasn't going to lag behind um, you know even though I was I was a mom all through high school <laughs> and part of middle school um, so yeah <laughs> yeah it okay so we're I kind of want to stay in the one year time frame mm-hmm. so I mean talk about being a mom to a one, you know, from... To my one-year-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're kind of going a little bit Off ahead of, of the us. story. Yeah, because that's, that's um, obviously sort of involved at that time in their life. But, so that one year... It's that um, obvious. I don't know. Oh, it's not Why obvious. Why are you giving away secrets? Okay. Well, we don't know him yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> We haven't met him yet. We haven't met him yet. We don't even know he exists. Um, <laughs> so that first um, that first year um, of Ashley's life, I went through um, a very long, um, heartbreaking custody battle um, for her. And so that was something that definitely was, I don't know, it turned my world upside down. It's not what I had anticipated was going to happen. I was in a relationship for several years um, and then got pregnant and so there was a relationship there but unfortunately it quickly crumbled um, right after she was born and actually days after she was born so I think expectations were set as to who would raise her and things were set that I wasn't aware of until you know kind of down the road and so the first year of her life was very hard because I was going to school and I was doing my best to focus on that and care for her but I had this monkey on my back and that was a huge um, custody battle and when that um, I tried to say that I was unfit because my age and so I knew that I was being watched um, just to, to be able to prove that I was unfit and I couldn't do a good job raising her, um, you know, in order for her to be taken away from me. And so I had that, that for that first year. And honestly, I don't know how I survived that, except for my family who, who supported me. And, and honestly, I just, you know, I knew there, there was a God. I've always known that. 
but I, I didn't practice a faith until kind of, you know, as I started that, that battle. And that's when I probably did my most, most of my praying and talking to God and, you know, asking for strength as I, as I was battling it. My, um, you know, my parents thought at one point that they should, you know, somehow get custody of Ashley and let them battle it so that I wouldn't have to. And then it turned out that it was probably the best thing that I did was just to fight, you know, fight as her mother. And so I did that. And so I won't, you know, I won't go all into details about all of that. But that is what the first year of Ashley's life um, looked like. It was a lot of so heartache. Yeah. And I think this is something just we didn't. We don't totally address it in our book, which I think now that we're talking about it, I think it's important because, like, right at the end of all this is when you meet Dad, Mm -hmm. Sergio. I do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that's really important that people understand that because, so one thing is we always have the struggle when, um, and we'll probably, we'll talk about this later on in the podcast too, but there's always a struggle of, I always ask you, like, and people have always asked you, like, well, what made you fall for him? And you're always like, I don't really know. I don't know why I loved him. Mm-hmm. But it's always, there was this buildup. There was this chaos. There was this, you know, Most right definitely. before it, mm-hmm. this heartbreak right before it. And so it just mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. a little bit more, more sense, sense. Yeah. kind of. If mm-hmm. you're searching for something and you find the wrong the wrong guy <laughs> or the right guy, I don't know. Yeah, however you want to put that. Yeah. No, but it's true so, because yeah. yeah, we don't dig into that. Very hopefully deeply. that may I don't know if I hopefully it's not confusing to people who are just listening. I don't know if it is or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Sergio and Nora meet almost right after I turn a year old. And so, Mm -hmm. um, all this was happening right before they met. And then if you listen to our podcast last week, Mm -hmm. um, Sergio had gotten, um, what's the word? I always, I want to say banished, but not banished. (laughs) That's so funny. Banished. Banished. Okay. He got banished to California um, for being a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> we laugh about it now because, you know, you kind of go back and when you, yeah, we just sometimes can't help. So he was asked not so very kindly. <laughs> he either had to leave the state of Colorado or he would be in a juvenile detention yeah. center. Yeah. So, if you so I guess he got banished. Yeah, he got banished. So anyway, he was <laughs> banished. And then um, he lived there for about a year. A year. And then, so this was all in the episode last week, so if you listen to it, you already mm-hmm. know this, but if you haven't, and then um, at the, around about the end of that year, his dad got into a car accident, and he moved back to Colorado. And so, spoiler alert, next week, their stories come together, because that that's right, right around the time that they meet. That we meet. Mm-hmm. And so, you're looking at these two people who are teenagers who have had a lot happen to them mm-hmm. me and yes. major spoiler alert your anniversary is coming up for how many years of marriage <laughs> so we're gonna celebrate our 23rd um wedding anniversary and yeah. yeah it's crazy in october yes. yeah so that it's kind of it's hard it's weird telling a story where 
you know the outcome and you know the answers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like Ashley stops me when she's like, mom, they don't know that because yeah. And I feel like part of it is because we have been working on it. So, you know, and it is your life and you just kind of share and you go, but Ashley's really good about, um, mom, come on now. Like, no, they don't know that whole part of the story. Yeah. So next week will be probably a better week and a less awkward podcast because Sergio will be here. <laughs> I don't know. Online. Actually, I'm a little worried because I'm thinking he's gonna be gone. We'll just have to kind of see how oh, we work things be gone? out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll have to kind of confirm with him exactly when he's gonna be okay. gone again. Well, we'll figure that out. Anyways, mm-hmm. so next week, hopefully, we'll tell you the story of when. Sergio and Nora meet. Mm-hmm. Um, we still want to hear your stories. No one tell, no one ever emails us or comments or messages us. Or tells us their story. I oh, know. come on. Sing us a jingle or something. Yeah. Oh, we really need a jingle. Yeah. You know um, what? Let's have, a, like, a jingle audition. Come on, guys. Yeah, do it. Or if you want to send us a microphone, I'll let you know which, which, <laughs> which one, one I'm we interested like. yeah, in. Yeah. So I just want to tell you that next week I'm a little bit worried because Sergio always likes to throw in some crazy curves to how we really met so I'm going to try to keep him on task because he kind of who knows what he might say so I'm going to have to have a little pep talk with him before oh wait we did work on the book him and I this week so that's oh, yeah tell me about that because I wasn't here oh no I'm not going to tell you about it because it's it's further in the book than we're at in the story oh man but I'm just saying that we did it we finally did it because he's yeah it's a struggle to get him to write our book yeah. He's the number one reason why it's not finished. <laughs> See, now that he's not here, we can talk about him. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, but for real, he's the number one <laughs> reason why it's not finished. Yeah, he struggles with that. He's like, come on, let me just tell you. you every day he, well, not every day, but it used to be every day. He would say, can you just do it for me? Yeah, but it's like, honey, we can't get in your soul and your mind. You yeah. have to tell us your feelings and your thoughts. Ugh. Which Sergio kind of struggles with that a little bit. Well, but it's weird because he doesn't. Once he, he gets there, he's just such a faker. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he is. He's a really, he's honestly a very good writer. Yeah, and he, he is. He knows, when I ask him to write something, he knows exactly what to do, and he writes it perfectly and Unlike beautifully. Me. Yeah. Well, you both have you both are very good writers in different ways, and it's not the same way. No, no. Because I read some of his work when he is working on things, and it's honestly it's incredible. It's like wow, but it takes him a while it to takes get there. So long. long. Yeah. And he cries about it, and he whines about <laughs> it, and it takes him out. It and sometimes it's like a paragraph, and it's so beautiful, and it's so perfect, and. I I love it, but it's also it like takes him forever. Why to... were you doing that for five hours? No, we're like oh. I can write a really nice paragraph in ten minutes. I know, I know. So, so and I'm just excited that he worked on some things. Yeah, me too. Only I'm I am very excited. Only it just created more work for me, but it's fine. It's what I asked for. Okay, enough okay. rambling. All right. Okay, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for listening and with sticking us with this us. Week. I know you'll be praying that Sardo comes back, and we'll don't worry, we'll bring him back to you. And always remember to keep rolling on.